parents know that you listen to the evil rock music. You're an American teenager, for God's sake. Welcome to Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. Episode 3, A Good Walk Spoiled. In today's episode, we'll be discussing golf. We'll talk about the music from Season 1, Episode 3, Kill Me Now. We'll hear from magazine journalism student and golfer Lauren Rathmel. As always, I'll share what's spinning in Stars Hollow. So pour a cup of coffee. It's time for Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. As the episodes go by, the role of the grandparents become more and more important. In episode 3, at Friday Night Dinner, we see the Gilmores discussing with Lorelai and Rory what sport Rory should play. Physical fitness is as important as intellectual fitness, so says Plato, and so say I. What sport are you going to pick? I'm not sure. I'm not really the athletic type. I told her she should go out for the debating team. It's not a sport. It is the way the Gilmores play. So what are your choices? God, there's like a thousand of them. Uh, basketball, lacrosse, swimming, track, golf. Golf? Yeah. Well, your grandfather is a golf player. Oops. Golf. What is there to say about golf? Well, here we are. Now, what do you know about golf? That it's a good walk spoiled? Sorry to my dad and all the other golfers out there, but I kind of agree with Rory. Now, before you think I've gone off the rails and completely lost touch with talking about Gilmore Girls on this podcast, I assure you, I have a point. Just let me get there. Even golf has a connection to music. Just like any professional sport, there may not be putting songs or classics like Take Me Out to the Ball Game, but I think you'll be surprised to learn some of the things I'm about to tell you. Do you remember this song? This song was used as the theme for the PGA Championship from 2003 to 2014, and it was composed by Yanni. Yes, that Yanni. So maybe even Miss Patty was a fan of golf after all. Unless you remember her reaction, seeing someone in khakis after the Bracebridge dinner, But we'll get to that in another episode. Yanni's music was never something that was thought to be very mainstream. But in September of 1993, he recorded a concert live at the Acropolis. It was a fundraising special for PBS one of the top fundraisers for PBS of all time, raising $13 million, selling more than 750,000 home videos, more than 7 million albums worldwide. It's been in 65 countries, seen by half a billion people. It's the second best-selling music video of all time. The only one that beat it 
Yeah, you guessed it. Thriller. So episode three. This episode introduces us to a pretty common problem. I've run into it a lot while I've been doing research for music on the show. There's a lot of music that's made for television by composers who work in Hollywood that don't really release their music commercially. Sometimes that will happen. So when we go through this podcast, I'll do my best to identify if they were based off an original song, if they were completely composed just for Gilmore Girls, or any other information I can find. The first example we see is when Miss Patty dances with the two grooms-to-be, who also happen to be twins, at the Independence Inn. It's your wedding day. Feel each other. Use the thumping of your heart as a metronome. Let passion be your choreographer. Be as light on your toes as you are in your hearts. Oh, no, 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 darling. Let me show you how it's done. Again? You know, in some countries, if you dance this close, you're cheating on your wife. You're next. Take your time. From what I can tell, this appears to be an original song. It's called La Casa, composed by Graham Prescott and Mauricio Venegas. You can find weird clips of it online, but not really much information about either of the composers. Our next songs come as a reference. The mother of the brides comes in with Drella, telling her the types of music her daughters want at their wedding. She mentions Samuel Barber, John Cage, Philip Glass, and then remembers that Jessica wants Shania Twain's I Feel Like a Woman. Let's go, girls. We have to imagine that Drella lived up to her word, that they played this song before the scene where we actually see the bridal party. But before we get to the actual scene of the twins marrying twins wedding, we see a scene where Babette comes over to the Gilmores, talking about how Cinnamon is stuck under the porch again, looking for a shoehorn to get her out. Yeah, he must have been meowing for an hour, but Maury was playing some Thelonious on the Steinway, and when Maury plays, I go into this trance where all I can see is blue and moon and stars. Oh, never mind, sugar. Play me home, baby! So Babette may say that Thelonious Monk is the thing that will put her in a spell when Maury plays the piano, but here we hear him playing a pop standard by Sammy Kahn. say I've got a lot to learn Well, don't think I'm trying not to learn Giving herself the title, Queen of the Blues, Dinah Washington received the Grammy Hall of Fame Award in 1999 for this rendition. Teach me tonight Let's start with the ABC of it Roll right down to the XYZ of it Help me solve the mystery of it 
reach me tonight. Sammy Kahn is best known for his Broadway songs and collaborations on hit recordings with Dean Martin, Doris Day, Frank Sinatra, and numerous others. In 1988, Kahn said he was flattered and honored when an annual award for movie songs and scores was named in his honor, the Sammy Awards. Today, the Sammy Film Music Awards, or SFMA, have no connection to the Golden Globes, Oscars, or BAFTA. I'm still interested in how Babat would have felt if Maury would have actually played some Thelonious Monk. So the music at this wedding, you think with the buildup we've had, we were about to hear a lot of songs. Well, not really the case. We only really get two real songs, and one of them is performed by an on-camera band. The first wedding song we hear is a classic from Louis Armstrong, A Kiss to Build a Dream On. Give me a kiss to build a dream on in my mind. Imagination will drive upon that kiss. Mm, sweetheart, I ask no more than this. A kiss the bell, a dream on. The next song we hear doesn't really match up with the visuals. We see the mom of the brides talking to Lorelei and then needing to run away because she hears that Sister Sledge is playing. However, it's an actual recording, although it appears that she's paid for a full band that just covered a classic Louis Armstrong song. So here's Sister Sledge with We Are Family. During the ending scene of this episode, we hear a brief snippet from Sam Phillips, as we do in many episodes throughout the series. This time, it's called Here They Go. This week, my guest is Lauren Rathmel. She's a magazine journalism student, likes golfing, and all things pink. I think I realized that I wanted to do journalism when I was probably like seven years old because I would read the newspaper all the time and I thought it was so glamorous. These people must have like the craziest lives with like these nice apartments and go to these fancy parties. And I was also watching Gilmore Girls and Rory was trying to be a journalist as well. And I think that being a small child, I looked up to her and I was like, I'm going to do exactly what she's going to do. What are your aspirations? I want to go to Harvard and study journalism and political science. On your way to being? Christiane Amanpour. Really? Yes. Not Cokie Roberts? No. Not Oprah, Rosie, or one of the women from The View? No. Why do you wish to be Christiane Amanpour? Well, I don't wish to be her exactly. I just want to do what she does. Which is? Travel, uh, see the world up close, report on what's really going on, be a part of something big. And to be part of something big, you have to be on TV? Why not lead the police in a high-speed chase? That's a quicker way to achieve this goal. Being on TV has nothing to do with it. 
Maybe I'll be a journalist and write books or articles about what I see. I just want to be sure that I see something. Fast forward into high school and I got involved with the newspaper and realized that it was not so glamorous and it's not really how it's depicted on TV all the time. And I discovered magazines and how I really actually liked that style of writing more. And so now that I'm going through all my classes and stuff like that, I've realized that probably subconsciously watching Gilmore Girls all the time kind of instilled this desire to stick with journalism. Good. Go with your gut. Now get to work. So it's interesting because I started to golf similar to the reason Rory did because my dad and I were looking for something we could do together every year when I had spring break he would take off work the whole week and we would hang out and he's really into sports and I am not the most athletic person so I was trying to come up with something that we could both do that would be fun and we were cleaning out the garage and we found my grandfather's golf clubs which were super old and the bag was falling apart. I hope Lorelai's club is still in good shape. And my dad had his own, so we thought we would just go hit the driving range and see what I could do using a grown man's golf clubs. So nothing fit me, but it was actually one of my favorite memories as a child because we spent a lot of time together that week. I was learning to golf, how to hold the club, and though I wasn't very good, it was just good quality time we got to spend together. So I think that's really interesting that Rory also was looking for something to do, and it ended up being something that her grandfather did with her. Actually, Rory just started Chilton. Really? Damn fine school. Hmm. She said she wanted to learn golf. I think she's taken to it quite well. Yeah, well, just as long as she's not taken with a certain golf cart. <laughs> I'm writing a letter to the board. I wish you no, would. Yeah, you know, if they would take this no, they listen to me. Um, my mom specifically didn't understand that I enjoyed golfing, similar to how Lorelai reacted when Rory said, yeah, it was actually a good time. Um, I don't enjoy sports typically. I don't understand the hype about, you know, everyone's favorite team. But I think that I liked golf because it's more of an independent thing and I could do it on my own. I didn't need to worry about, you know, letting down a team or everyone being involved. So generally, people were shocked that I wanted to do it again. I actually still golf now, not so much with my dad, but my boyfriend really enjoys golfing. So we do that quite a bit in the summer when we can. He actually bought me my very own set of golf clubs that actually fits me with a pink golf bag. I really would have liked the pink hammer that Rory got when she volunteered for Habitat for Humanity. I do still have my grandfather's clubs because I am sentimental about it, but it is nice to finally have some that fit me because unlike Alexis Fladell, I'm not even close to 5'7". Lewis in the news just reminds me of summertime. Um, my dad played it blaring out of our garage. It reminds me of those summer days just hanging out with him. And the first song, I mean, growing up around Cleveland, I heard it all the time. I mean, it's about Cleveland. There's rock and roll, birthplace of rock and roll.
time for Spinning in Stars Hollow, where I give you recommendations for music based on the songs that you heard in this episode. You can always find these songs and more at gilmoregirlssoundtrack.wordpress.com in my show notes and sometimes on my Instagram at gilmoregirlssoundtrack. First up this week, we have a popular standard from 1931, originally written by Gus Kahn. There have been over 60 known recorded versions of this song, with highest chart ratings in 1968 by Mama Cass Elliot, recorded with the Mamas and the Papas. Today's version, though, is brought to you by the lovely Ella Fitzgerald. Stars shining bright above you Night breezes seem to whisper I love you Birds singing in the sycamore tree Dream a little dream of me Say nighty night and kiss me Just hold me tight And tell me you'll miss me While I'm alone And blue as can be Dream a little dream of me Up next is one of my favorite songs of all time. It was recorded in July 1963 by the Ronettes. This song is widely considered one of the best songs of the 1960s. In 2004, the song was even ranked number 22 out of the 500 greatest songs of all time by Rolling Stone. Described as the Rosetta Stone for studio pioneers such as the Beatles and Brian Wilson. That's just crazy. The song is brilliant and so many people back me up on that. My Baby was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1999, the very same year that the Queen of the Blues, Dinah Washington, received her Grammy Hall of Fame award for her rendition of Teach Me Tonight that we heard earlier in this episode. Finally, in 2006, the Ronettes were honored by the Library of Congress with the addition of the song to the United States National Recording Registry. I'm Melissa Olson. Thank you for joining me this week on Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. To read the show notes, go to gilmoregirlssoundtrack.wordpress.com. Be sure to follow along on Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud, and keep an ear out for some new tunes, and be on the lookout for those swans. See you next week. I hate the swans. These particular swans? No, all swans. 
I was attacked by a band of swans in the Luxembourg Gardens when I was a boy. No one forgets that. Oh, no. Not being attacked by a band of swans. Was it an all-boy band? Kind of a scary, feathery, in-sync kind of fiasco? It's not funny. 